this week is our season one season finale. Yeah, the f- week finale, not the, week the, finale. the episode finale. But yeah, but we're coming the, up the on end the... of season one. It's the last yeah. four episodes oh, yeah. of of season one. So I was kind of hoping season one would have lasted longer. We just ran out. Oh, of we, we ran out of time. time. <laughs> <laughs> really, what happened? But it's going to be over thirty episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of content. We're going to come back season two over the summer. We're going to try to do two seasons a uh, a year. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And uh, like in the winter and in the summer, and and try to build up the the, the episode list mm-hmm. of this. So, all right. Ask me five questions. All right. I'm going to start out with, is this a tree, shrub, forb, graminoid, or other? It is a deciduous tree of the Betulacea family. And now I'm on to you that you're not going to, if it's in the Betulacea, oh, my pen doesn't work. Which, in, which includes <laughs> birches and alders. Okay. So it's. I'm going to guess it's not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> or it might be. And, and I have a hint in my head from something we talked about earlier. We just so. had a conversation. There's a couple couple things that may stand out. Yeah, to you. yeah. All right. So, and uh, but it's a deciduous tree, so that kind of throws yes. me off of what we were talking about. Okay. Um, let's see. What is its fall color? Orange to yellow fall color. To yellow. Uh, let's see here. Um, does it produce an, a noticeable flower? Mm, let me look. Uh, Male flowers are drooping catkins. Female are short, hairy, and in arranged pairs. pairs. But it is – I will say this. It's monoecious. So you're having both of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> – That's three. Does it produce a fruit or nut? Nutlets. Um, let's see. The seed is a small, hard nutlet enclosed by a three-lobe bract, which functions – as a sale for dispersal. Oh, I think I know what it is, but I can't, I'm struggling to come up with a name. All right. Um, but I got one more question, and I'm going to ask, oh, let's see here. Does it, oh, man, I don't know what to ask. How tall does it get? 40 to 60 foot tall. That was kind of like a throwaway question. Yeah. Just I, oh, there were a couple things you could have asked that I think would have, oh, man. Would have definitely. I, I feel like it can't be yellow birch. And I'm, I'm just struggling to come up with something that fits some of that description. I'm going to go with yellow birch. Just I, I don't think it's right, but I don't know what else to guess. All right. So Tom's guess is Betula alleghaniensis, which is yellow birch. It is Carpinus Caroliniana. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, which is ironwood. So yeah. it's if you would have asked the bark and you'd have gotten yeah. the muscle like ridges, yeah. I think you would have. I'm sorry, Deborah, that I made Fran hit the buzzer. That's, that <laughs> is 100% my fault. You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Happy Monday. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And today's plant is Carpinus caroliniana, which is known as ironwood, but it is also called musclewood, American hornbeam, and blue beech. And it's called musclewood because it's so strong, right? Well, I, no. <laughs> I'm trying to cue you up there, Fran. I was real, really throwing it to you. No, but. no. It's uh, As I mentioned before, it has a, a fluted – like um, the bark – it's more of a reference to the bark. It looks like a muscle. Yeah. It, it, it does. If you're looking at the bark, it's a smooth, 
tight and thin, bluish gray, sometimes blotched, and it's fluted into muscle-like ridges. So it yeah. almost looks like like a flexed arm or a flexed leg. Not, not my muscles, but like if you pictured Arnold Schwarzenegger during his like his <laughs> yeah. prime days and he's really flexing, yeah, yeah it kind of looks like that. <laughs> yeah, if it were mine, it, there would it, you'd also have to mention the layer of flab <laughs> around <laughs> around. <laughs> This tree needs to work out a little bit before you can see the muscle wood. So, but that was a good description of the the bark. Yes, and uh, and like what the trunk's going to look like. What do the leaves look like? So it's a uh, like a medium green serrated elliptic oval leaf. So, um, you know, elliptic is. Would you consider elliptic like a tighter oval? Um. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, I, an ellips ellipsis is kind. Of, yeah, I uh, guess so. I was never good at geometry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to picture what an ellipsis looks and, like. Now. And, and the leaves are alternate as well. All right. And you mentioned it was was monoecious. Um, yes. I don't remember why I was going to bring that up, but because you already talked about the catkins and the the flowers, I think I just forgot that you talked about the yeah. the catkins and, they, and the flowers. And they do. If you're interested, they do bloom in mid to late spring. Is is when they bloom. Yeah. Now I see here you have that it grows a foot a year. That's one of the things that always, in regards to plants, I always ask questions about it because it's, okay, does it all just grow a foot a year every year for the rest of its life? Or is there times it grows two feet and times it grows six inches and it kind of changes as it gets it, older? It has to vary because the, the, the tree itself can live to up a hunt, up to 100 years old. So if it grew a foot a year, yeah. it would be 100 foot, which that's mm. not what we're saying. Um, it gets 40 to 60 foot tall. So I think at an early age – you're getting slow growth. It, it's mm-hmm. not very fast. And then obviously it tapers off. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about this, Fran. I, I think your sources here are lying to you again. How because, so? Because uh, we grow this in right here at our nursery, and mm-hmm. I remember looking at these, and they grew at least two feet last year under my very careful watch. So maybe I am a well, I have a greener thumb than I think I do. I, I'm assuming you used fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you gave them ideal – supervision true, yeah. which is going to promote promote good growth but if you were to put that same tree next to a sycamore that we mm. grew last year you're going to have a two foot actually it didn't grow a foot it was probably like a, a six inch tubing so it grew mm-hmm. a foot and a half yeah and that that sweet gum is now probably four foot tall mm-hmm so there's there's obviously a difference. In, sweet gums into this friend. I'm just saying, yeah. compared to okay, other native okay, trees, compared gotcha. to other native trees, yep. it's it's relatively so what, slow. What's growing. the native range for this plant? Uh, it is native from uh, Maine to Florida, and then west to Texas and north to Minnesota. So, and and it is facultative. If it, you're curious, does so. it, what is does it produce a fruit or? It is. It has that nutlet that we talked about, uh, which is uh, the one that's enclosed. Enclosed by a three lobe bract, which is its sale to, to get mm-hmm. the seed out there. And those nutlets um, uh, can be eaten raw or roasted, but are small. That's a, that's a fact that we were just talking about beforehand. I yeah. didn't realize I was giving this away. Um, the sprouts are edible, but it does have like a hanging hop like fruit that dangles from the branches yeah. until fall. So, and it does look can, hop like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and is it going to grow in a wetter area or a drier area? It is facultative, which means like fifty percent of the time it's found mm-hmm. naturally in wetlands. So it's it's found in moist areas of established forests, um, and occasionally fields. It does like part shade to full shade, so it's not going to just pop up in in the middle of a field. It's that's why it likes those established forests, so it can get the shade that it 
that it needs. Are there any of these that are notable across the country? There is the tallest living one, and and this is bittersweet, you know, because I know you like to know how big and and the name. They don't list the height or the name, but the tallest living ironwood is in Middletown, Ohio. Hmm, Interesting. So. I, I don't think we've list we've we've had Ohio as as hosting. Yeah, and uh, is that the state tree of Ohio or? It's not a state tree at all. No one, no love to the musclewood. All right, and what does this tree grow like when a? Uh... Um, so it's. I do want to say too when we talked about where you find it because I didn't want to overlook this. It's secondary successional forest. Okay. Uh, yeah. and and slow growing. Um, um, it's got a very shallow and wide spreading root system. To kind of hold mm-hmm. it in place, um, it makes a very nice – like if you're going to put it in your yard, it yeah. makes a nice smaller yard size okay. tree. But you just have to make sure it's getting the shade. Don't don't plunk it in the middle of your yard. Yeah, yeah. If you put it in full sun, it's probably not going to do that great. Yes. So um, – and then how does it help wildlife? So it's an important food of gray squirrels uh, in bottomland hardwoods. Otherwise, um, it's secondary importance to wildlife. The seeds, buds, or catkins are all eaten by songbirds, rough grouse, ringneck uh, pheasants, bobwhite, turkey, and fox. Uh, the seed is also an important uh, food source for squirrels. The leaves, the twigs, and the larger stems are consumed by cottontails, beaver, and white-tailed deer. Uh, and the deer are, are known to, to heavily browse the, the seedlings. So, um, But that's it's a, it's a good – for, for those types of wildlife, but it's also um, the host uh, for butterfly and moth larvae, specifically eastern tiger swallowtail, striped hair streak, and red spotted purple. And to make an inside joke, can I make any instruments out of this? this? <laughs> no, no, but you can make – you can't. I guess you could, but uh, you, you can make close-grained uh, – it's close-grained wood is good for tool handles, levers, wedges, mallets, and – I wrote gold clubs, but it's it's golf clubs. Yeah, so, so I'd imagine you could probably make some drumsticks out of this. You could and, make uh, you could make. <laughs> I don't know uh, if they would break easily or not, but uh, one thing that does like hornbeam wood uh, are beavers. They uh, they heavily use the wood, and it's common for their habitat. So if there's a hornbeam nearby, beavers tend to like that for building their their dams. So. Um, it does have its issues, like not not real serious issue, mm-hmm. but it can be susceptible to canker, uh, leaf spot, twig blight, and scale. So those are just some of the things that you have to kind of look out for if you're you're putting this on your property. All right, cool. Are you ready for a quiz? Yes, I am. Lightning round, and because it's Monday, we're doing five. I think the rest of the week is going to be three, but we're going to do five for today. Okay. Um, we're going to start off with four. True or false? You ready? I'm ready. Carpinus caroliniana is not pollinated by wind. False. Carpinus caroliniana is a fall dig hazard. True. Carpinus caroliniana nutlets can be ground to make flour. I'm going to say true. Ironwood has been favored to make charcoal powder. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say false. Oh, gosh. That one is true. Uh, So uh, this last one is going to be a multiple choice. The inner bark is astringent. 
and infusions have been used in treatment of – let me see. One of these are going to be false. Okay. Uh, in treatments of A, diarrhea, B, difficult urination with discharge, C, coughs. <laughs> Friend, I got to go with B because you smiled so big when you read it. It's, <laughs> it's coughs. Okay. It, it was – it just felt funny to say that that yeah. that was you know a common issue that needed treatment. Yeah, and I, I guess I, that's that's. <laughs> but the uh, it is wind pollinated, which you got correct. It is a fall dig hazard. So if if mm-hmm. it's growing in the ground and you're going to harvest it out of the ground, yep, does not like to be you know you harvest trees when the leaves fall, mm-hmm. so it doesn't like to be harvested in the fall. Wants yeah. to be harvested in the spring. Um, the nutlets can be ground to make a flower. Mm-hmm. You, I would imagine you need a lot of them because they're small. I would too. Uh, it it has been favored to make charcoal powder. I don't know what you use charcoal powder for. Uh, I guess you put it in your toothpaste nowadays. Is that what it's, it is? Uh, I do yeah. use charcoal toothpaste. Um, and it has been used in treatment of diarrhea and difficult urination with discharge. Interesting. So All right. that's well, some now interesting facts. So yeah. would you put it in your yard? You know, it's what I've actually been thinking about okay. putting in my yard. It's – um. I just don't know where it's a, but it is, it's a really cool looking tree. And and when they get, get bigger, there can be really beautiful. Yeah. It's a, but yeah, it's been like, uh, I just don't know where to put it. But, so I would, I would consider putting in my yard. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a spot. I would, I, I do have a spot for it, but I don't need another tree. If that makes yeah, sense. Yep. Um, I would put it in my yard. If I were planting a tree in that area, I would I would plant this because I think it would make a very nice addition uh, mm-hmm. to to the woods there, um, and it's the right habitat. It would get it would get the right amount of shade. I, I like it. It's, to me, it's it's a beautiful small tree, and we just talked about all the wonderful benefits that it has. Yep. So yeah. I would totally put it in my yard. Cool. So not too bad. Four out of five today. No, no, I got a four out of six. No, no, I four got, out of five. What do you mean? You only got one wrong. No, I got two. I got oh, at the beginning, wrong, and I got the one at the be- beginning wrong. So I was three out of six. This um, is what it actually is. Yeah, we're gonna have to go back and so, recount. I thought you got four out of five no. on the. I didn't. I didn't. You got the charcoal powder right. Well, yeah, I, I think I got that one right. But you I got didn't get the wind of... pollination, the fall dig hazard, the nutlets. Yeah, and the charcoal powder. What That's four. The, no, maybe. I and didn't, then you I got didn't the, get co- the charcoal powder oh, right there. Okay, and I definitely didn't get the last one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. It's a great start to the week. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be back tomorrow for our uh, season one week finale. And uh, until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.